Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BC. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my Saints. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Good morning. What's going on, New Orleans? It is a beautiful morning. (laughs) Albeit it wasn't a great weekend. Tons of rain and flooding in the area. Hope you survived that. But this is the Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Welcome in producer Michael here shortly. Give you the phone number if you want to get in. 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. You follow me on Twitter at Chris Gordy. It's Monday, July 24th, 2017. A lot of stuff to get to on the show today. Saints veterans will report to camp on Wednesday. Going to hit the field on Thursday, and we'll be into it. Football season will officially begin because uh, all the training camps, uh, just about everybody will be into their training camps starting uh, the, the end of this week. And then, what, I think we're coming up, we'll have the Hall of Fame game with the Cowboys and the Cardinals. We'll be here before you know it. And then we'll be well into the preseason, and then we start the four awful weeks that are preseason football. I've said this for a long time. I still think the preseason should only be two games. It's absolutely absurd that we have to play four of these. Look, every now and then you'll find a diamond in the rough in the preseason. There will be a guy who will come along and you go, all right, I like what I saw out of him. But all the weeks you have of training camp and OTAs and rookie OTAs and everything else – you tell me you can't figure out who can play in that amount of time. Two preseason games aren't enough. I mean, look, it, it's like this. It's like this set rotation, right? So, like week one, Drew Brees will come out, play a series, maybe two. Drew, I think, as of in recent years, Drew that first week will will typically play at least two series. He he doesn't want to come off the field. He wants to lead the team on a scoring drive, and then okay, he'll come out. Week two plays a little bit more, usually, what, like a quarter, maybe into the second quarter. And then that week three is always like the dress rehearsal. That's the one where it's, okay, you know, most most of the starters will play a half, and then uh, and then they'll come out at halftime. In the fourth preseason game, it's just a total joke. It's, it's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of basically guys who aren't going to make the roster. You're basically trying to decide, all right, who's – Roster number 52, 53, and who's 54, 55, 56? Who, who are the guys who are going to be on the outside looking in that we're going to cut in a couple of weeks? Or who are we, you know, who's going to make the the uh, practice squad? I mean, that's that's really what week four of the preseason is. So anyway, I say all that to say I'm not horsing around. I, I hate the preseason. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. But it is almost upon us. And so... Uh, Again, the Saints will report to camp on Wednesday. They'll hit the field on Thursday. And then Saturday is the first open um, 
open practice to the fans. Hopefully you guys got your tickets. You had to go to NewOrleansSaints.com on Friday. You still may be able to go in and, and do that right now, but go to NewOrleansSaints.com and then go get your uh, training camp tickets if they're still available. They may not be. They may all have been p- picked up already, but on Saturday will be the first open practice. So uh, that said, let's welcome in producer Michael to the show. Man, that gets my money going right, Gordy. Still the number one song in America. Heard this on the radio last night. Still the number one streaming song ever. I mean, it's just on a morning that I might have a little bit of a headache from being in a Mexican restaurant last night and having a few too many margaritas. This just makes me feel better. Was it? What was it? One of those national days? I, it's. It's become stupid, right? How There's many national days we have? It's National Tequila Day, and it's National Margarita Day, and it's National I, This Day. I can't stand tequila, and I know I, I drank margaritas last night, but you probably che- drinking the cheap stuff. Then. Yeah, it was. You know, a lot of people swear by. I mean, like the really high end tequila, the really smooth stuff. Pass it. It you don't even taste. It. I mean, it's it's that good. It's not that it's the, it's not the taste. It's the effect of it. Nothing makes me feel worse than tequila. Well, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, give me that margarita. I'll handle that. Nope. Twenty six years old. Feel like I'm gonna die today. You gotta mix it in the water. I mixed in plenty of water. I'm a huge water drinker. So today I'm gonna pound the coffee and hope that cures the headache. But you know what? I'm just gonna listen to Desposito probably during the commercial <laughs> breaks and I'll be okay. Here we go. Uh, so coming up on the show, uh, Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with uh, Tulane coach Willie Fritz is going to join the show. Look, I know Duncan Holder had him on last week, but it's just funny. Like I had reached out to him at the start of the week, uh, or rather to, to the guys at Tulane, said, hey, we'd love to get Coach Fritz on. And then a few days later, quit stealing all the gas. <laughs> a few days later, I hear Larry and and, uh, and Jeff had him on. It's fine. It's a different show. It's a different different day part. But uh, excited to talk with Coach Willie Fritz. You know, four and eight last year in his first season at Tulane, but. You know, feels like it's trending upward. Feels like he's starting to get some some talent in there, and schedule isn't you know is it isn't a killer. Although, albeit they do have a trip to Oklahoma, which will be absolutely uh, now you brutal, catch him at the but, right time because Bob Stoops isn't there. It's true. Yeah, new coach. Maybe yeah, maybe you catch under, him catch yeah. him napping. Slap slap Lincoln 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 Riley around. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that that we've got that uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Willie Fritz. The other big news: Les Miles. This this story kind of grew some legs. Apparently, he is reportedly extremely interested in the Ole Miss job. We talked about it a little bit last week. He was a name that kind of came up, but people like Tim Brando are, are stumping for him, and, and some more national people are coming out and saying, you know what? That wouldn't be such a bad hire for Ole Miss if they could get less miles. Now, look, they're gonna they're gonna go the rest of the season with their interim coach, and. You know they'll figure it out at the end of the year, but it, he's going to go undefeated and win the job. Who's that? The interim guy? Yeah, what's Luke? his name? Is Luke. Matt Luke. Matt Luke. Yeah. So we'll see. But the more I think about it, the more I mean, look, we we talked about this last week. The problem with with LSU was Les Miles was going what, eight and four every year. You know, lo- losing three or four games, and. The reality is at LSU, they want to be competing for titles. I mean, they, they've been to three national championships in the past, what, 13 years. They, they want to be competing for titles. Now, obviously, Alabama being in the West hurts them, and, and, and Nick Saban has, has absolutely killed them. And so that's been the, the rough part. But they were looking for somebody to get them over the hump. And Les 
Les wasn't doing that anymore. Les was hard-headed. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, the offense was boring to watch. And every year it was three, four, sometimes five losses. And it was just kind of like, all right, we're not going, we're pounding our head against the wall. So they went a different direction. For Ole Miss, they might accept a Les Miles. They know they're never going to be a, a national championship contending team. They don't even, I mean, the, not ju- true. the joke is, you know, they if you figure out it all, Gordy. If you're trying to figure out how to get to Atlanta, don't ask anybody from Ole Miss because they don't know. They've never won the SEC West. They're, they, they're, never... But their boosters think they are. They spend lots of money. They have lots of rich people. I think the reality is, of course, across college football, we've seen through the years, whoever your dream hire is, you're not going to get that guy. So Unless he who, went to your school, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's just it, it's tough. I mean, again, a couple years ago, UT. Went down a long list of people before they got to Charlie Strong. They got their no- dream hire this year. Notre Dame ran through a, a bunch of names before they ended up with Brian Kelly. It, the reality is it's hard to get that big-name guy. And, and No, look, the timing worked out with Tom Herman in Texas. They've got their, their guy. The timing worked out with Harbaugh leaving the NFL and Michigan. That worked out. So sometimes it does, but... The reality is, I don't think whoever's on Ole Miss's shortlist, like Chip Kelly, just go ahead and throw that out the window. I don't think Chip Kelly considers Ole Miss under any circumstances. I think he'd you rather. Don't? I think he'd rather go to ten. If he's going to go to an SEC school, he's going to go to Tennessee, a school in the East where it's a much easier path than having no, to Butch compete Jones with is, Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Butch Jones is finally going to get it together and finally win seven games, and then he'll keep his job. Yeah, uh, he won, he's won seven games, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's done for. After this year, you really, I mean, is, is it finally going to be the year, Mister? I get I got nothing but five star recruits. I got this great team. I think he'll uh, probably suck it up. Uh, he won, what? He's won nine games each of the last two years. Yeah, but he's also blown a lot of games. And yeah, you know they lost to Vanderbilt. Last, they had a chance to go to the to the Sugar Bowl if they just beat Vanderbilt, and they couldn't do that. So a- anyway, I say all that to say. I think Les Miles might actually be a, a, a decent hire for for Ole Miss if that if that comes down to it next year. I would give you some credibility, but it's going to get back to what led. They're eventually going to hate him just like you hate him. The offense would suck. He'd be too involved, and he's an older coach, and it's not for a long-term plan. Go get somebody young that's going to be there forever. Here's the other thing, too. I, I forgot about this. this. This is from a year ago. Ole Miss made Hugh Freeze the, sec- the third-highest-paid coach in the SEC. Around a, an annual salary of nearly five million dollars, Ole Miss has the money. That's because they price. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But they probably saw his uh, videos of what he was doing with the escorts, and they're like, "Pay that man." <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll see if uh, you know if what comes to fruition. We still have to play out this season, and we'll see you know how good of a job Matt Luke does. And like you mentioned, if if Matt Luke gets Ole Miss and, and takes over Ole Miss, and they surprise and they win some games, maybe he does earn the job. But I don't see that the odds are, are are stacked against him. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to want to make a splash name higher after this mess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they, they, but Art Briles. <laughs> God no, no one is touching him. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
but say, say that now. The big lead, Jason McIntyre, I don't know if you guys ever read his stuff, but he was getting into it over the weekend on Twitter. He wrote an article, you know, Ole Miss fans are delusional if they think they're going to get a Chip Kelly or less miles because this team stinks, the roster as composed stinks, and they better be looking at guys like Skip Holtz or Derek Dooley. One, Derek, no one is, Derek Dooley's never coming back to the SEC. He just, He's he, too ruined, busy. he ruined his name at Tennessee. He will never coach in the SEC again. He's never going to be a head coach again. Probably he's not. He's busy coaching Des Bryant, too, so, you know, it's go ahead and leave that alone. He's doing just fine with the Cowboys receivers out there in Dallas. Skip Holtz is an interesting name, right? I mean, he was years at, at ECU, and now he's been at Louisiana Tech and doing a pretty good job there. You know, feels like he's going to take that next step and take a, a bigger job. But if you're Ole Miss, that feels like settling, right? Like taking this this young guy that's you know not proven. Right, you have an SEC job, and you think you should be able to get whoever you want. But the facts are the facts. It's you say that I say that, but it's you know Alabama's I mean, Hugh Freeze showed you could beat Alabama multiple times. They're not impossible to beat, and it's not an impossible conference to make an impact in. But in that part of the division, like you know, why are there these guys that are going to want to all take this job when they could possibly go somewhere else and get a big job and win easier? Right. Well, one of the guys who was arguing with McIntyre over the weekend on Twitter was Dan Walken, um, national college football writer. I actually talked to him last night. He's going to come on the show tomorrow. So we'll get him to kind of discuss some possibilities on coaching, uh, you know, where some of these coaches who are unemployed, like Les Miles, like Chip Kelly, where they could end up next year. I think both are doing TV now, right? Chip Kelly signed on with ESPN for a year. They both signed on with ESPN. Yeah, Les never came out exactly who he signed with, but. I thought it was ESPN. Is it? I think so. Okay. Well, whatever the case. He came out last week and said he's going to do TV, national TV. They just didn't say where. We can find out. That's what the Google machine is for. He could He could be CBS. Could be SEC Network. I bet it'll be on ESPN. ESPN slash SEC Network would make sense, right? Use him as one of those in-studio guys on a Saturday. On SEC Network, he says he's going to yeah. He says he's going to be doing it for more than one network. See, I, that would have to be like ESPN and one of its branches, like SEC Network or something like that. Or it would ABC. They wouldn't or he's ABC. Gonna kick, they're going to kick Mac Brown out of the booth. They wouldn't God. let him do like CBS and ESPN. No, doesn't work that way. Why do you just say it? Why is he being an idiot? Because like, now we're we're all going to sit here and wait for it. Where's Les going to be on TV? I got to know. Les continues to be the quirk, here, one of the quirkiest Here it comes guys this Thursday night at 6. It's a Les Miles sit down with Jim Gray. The decision. Yeah, right. Les Miles. All right, so we got a whole lot of stuff we still got to get into. We've got uh, Jordan Spieth winning another major. He's not even good. not even 24 yet. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll get into some Saints talk, some news and notes as they get ready to report to camp this week. And again, hopefully, some of you, hopefully you guys survived the flooding over the weekend. Saturday was just an absolute freaking mess, um, especially in the uptown area. I know a couple people who got their cars flooded, and I'm just now, they, rain. now they've got to do with the insurance claims and all that. It's just a total mess. This is Chris Gordy on Sports 1280, New Orleans. 823 here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. It's Chris Gordy Show. Chris Gordy, producer Michael, sitting in. I know you're a big uh, golf guy. I know a lot of you don't really watch the golf on the weekends or whatever, but I, 
I've just I've become a Jordan Spieth fan, and when he's doing well, it's worth watching. I feel like everybody. I mean, I shouldn't feel like everybody, but I feel like a lot of people watch the majors. I didn't watch a whole lot of the first three days, but it got me hooked yesterday. One, I like the Open, and I still call it the British Open because it's what it is. It's the Open Championship. Why did they change it? Because they played one year in Scotland or something. They don't want it to be known as the. They just want it to be the Open because that's what it's actually always. But it's nothing but Brits there. It's always and been it's the all open, about though. the what's the cup called? The uh, Claret Jug. Claret Jug. Yes. I mean, it's like this huge thing. You see the commercial where they had like the British people holding it and crying because they're like, "I can't believe I'm this close to it." I'm like, in America, we it's don't. It's a big deal. We don't even. We're like, what is that? Is that a, it's a trophy. We're like in America, we're like. I know what it is. We're right, but I, I would just cr- say it's a bigger deal to them. Oh, it's their it's their champion of the year. That's their one major. That's over there. And it's got to suck to crown an American so many times. That's all I do is crown Americans, basically. <laughs> I love it. But, I always love it. It's like we're sitting there, and there's, you know, you want. I wanted Speed to win yesterday, but I wouldn't mind if Kucher had won because it's an American. Right. Anytime the Americans be slap the the Brits and the in the Japanese players and wherever the hell they're from across the world, I just love it. I liked, I like the Open because it's the times the time difference. So like I wake up whatever it was seven a.m. yesterday they're already full fully into it. Spieth's about to tee off. Like I hate it's, the timing's great. Right. I hate though that on Saturday they tee off later. Like Saturday, Spieth and his group they teed off at nine fifty-five our time, and then yesterday they teed off at like what seven something. Yeah. I, I don't it was early. don't kick it that far ahead. Like keep it at nine fifty-five. That was perfect for me. No, I like I like it because. But they also do that because well, by two o'clock it was everything was wrapped up. It was twelve thirty here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind that at all. I I do love that, and I'm the weirdo that wakes up at three fifteen, three thirty in the morning the first two days to watch it when it's on TV. But it was interesting because Spieth comes out and bogey, bogey, bogey. Suddenly, both he and Kucher tied at, at minus eight. He had the Japanese guy who finished had a great final round, and he finished at six under. So you're like, holy crap! If Spieth and Kucher both kind of slide here. The Japanese guy could sneak up and win. Like, it was just really interesting. And then suddenly Jordan Spieth just goes well, and, postal and kills it on the back. On the back uh, yeah, he several, kills it, but he couldn't, he couldn't put the driver anywhere in the fairway. I've never seen somebody with – that's called the yips. He got the yips with the driver and is just spraying that ball so far right on every single one of them, like the last four or five holes. That's all he was doing. Was that was the incredible part is that – he was playing so poorly off the tee, and he was still finding a way to make birdies. And he had an eagle. And then, yeah, just went ahead and won the tournament. So that was it, right? That's that's it for the majors this year? No, you got the PGA still. Oh, the PGA still. Yeah, that's, and that's the one, one that's the one that that's the one ju- Spieth has not won, right? Correct. So he if he wins, wins that, that one, one, he'll have the, the Grand been, Slam will be he's completed. He's been close on that one, I think, once. He but, finished uh, second two years ago. Yeah, Jason Day. Yeah. Uh, that was the year. That, and don't forget, he screwed up. The British, the open. I say the British because you said the British. He screwed. He he blew the open. So that's that called year. the open. Yeah. So the <laughs> the, the U.S. He, open. The year he broke out. Just think about. It, he should have five. He could have five majors already. Yeah. He won the and he won the Masters even, and then he followed that up with the U.S. Open. He's still twenty three, right? Yeah. And then that, that same year that he won the first two, because it was looking like okay, this guy could have a chance at the Grand Slam. He won. He he was he was leading the open that year that he won this first two. All the way down the stretch, he choked it away at the end. He was right there, yeah. and then he—I don't I think he finished second at the at the PGA that year. And then this past year, 2016, at the Masters, he—that was when he went in the water a bunch. He's he's choked away two of them. Yeah. The dude should have five. He's 23. It's unbelievable. He he might not be Tiger, 
Nobody might ever be, but he's on a trajectory to Tiger be that type of player. I mean, he's t- got three of them already. Tiger was—it just felt like that stretch where he was just dominant every single time he went out there. You know, it was the attraction because he was an African American and you know new to the, the sport. You know, it was new to a lot of people, and he's this young guy and had the Nike sponsorships, and it, it just attracted a lot of outside people who had never watched golf before. Spieth is tremendous, but. You know, and I'm listening to him talk to the crowd after, and he's very gracious, just very like classy, very classy. But it just feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel like golf needs a trailblazer. They need like a John Daly, somebody who's going to drink beer on the course. I, don't know. Like, I think I think Spieth brings in the young crowd. Yeah, I mean, you know, him being a Longhorn guy, I know he brings a lot of the UT fans out and things like that. But I don't know. I, I just feel like he needs to jazz it up a little. I saw somebody say over the weekend, you want him Spieth to is jazz boring. it up a little like he's, jazz He's hands. boring. That's like, what somebody said. He's hey. boring. He's boring. He's not boring. You watch him play golf. Is that boring? Was any of that boring? No. It was incredible. It was like really. That's. He had some, some big putts down the It's real too. drama. Oh my God. When he's in his zone, I'm telling you, the, the drama of it, that's what you love. It was like, it wasn't as, I guess, as back and forth as a couple years ago when Phil almost won it again when he was, or yeah, it was last year. It's Henrik Stenson, which was nuts, but yeah. it was that type of fun. It was that type of drama. It was fun. It was great. What golf needs. So is he gonna is he gonna complete the Grand Slam this year? Yeah, I gotta look at where it's played. The PGA Championship. I wouldn't put it past him. He looks like he's finally playing his best golf. He hadn't played his best golf in quite a while, and he won a couple tournaments earlier in the year. So you know he could do it. He will. He will do it. Will he do it before Roy McIlroy wins a Masters? Is the question. Yeah. <laughs> Very well good. Our All Stars bring you the inside knowledge for your home teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back in the Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy here, producer Michael in with us. A pleasure now to be joined by this guy, head coach of your Tulane Green Wave, Willie Fritz, joins us this morning. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. Glad to have you with us uh, on this Monday morning. I know you're getting ready. Another season about to get underway. Uh, I want to start with this. You head into your second season as the head coach of Tulane. Uh, last season, four and eight. Uh, you know, look, it would be easy to, to to nitpick and talk about what went wrong last year and that sort of thing. But I want to ask you, in your opinion, what was the best part of last season for you? Oh, we played really good defense. You know, last season, you know. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you talk about the team, uh, play good defense. I think we ended up in, oh, like the number 20 
two ranked defense in the country. And then also the other thing I was, I, I enjoyed was, you know, you had a four and eight season. It's tough on everybody, the players, coaches, managers, trainers, fans. But uh, the guys were really, really easy to work with and embraced uh, change with the new staff. And it, it was, it was a very enjoyable season for us, even though the record was not what you want it to be. Not only that, but I mean, you had a nice win over ULL in four overtimes, some close losses to Navy, Memphis, SMU, played Houston competitively, and then you end up beating UConn at the end of the year. Uh, looking ahead to the schedule, how it sets up for you, do you think, do you like how it sets up for you, or do you think it's going to be a little bit more difficult this year? I think it's going to be a tougher schedule without question. You know, we've got first four games, and then we've got a bye week. I guess the Saints are doing the same thing with four games in a row, and then they have their off weekend then as well, which are I think it comes at a good time. We start the season off with Grambling, and, and uh, they're back to the Eddie Robinson days. Or I believe they were thirteen and one last season. And, yeah. Uh, so a really, really good one double A program, and then we uh, go out to Navy, and Navy has you know been a you know top twenty five program over the last three four years. Come come back uh, home, and then fly again out to Oklahoma, and uh, you know they're ranked probably in the top three in the country, and and then we've got Army at home, and Army played and I believe, won a bowl game last year. So, uh, you know, the first four ball games are, are really going to be a challenge for us, which is good. You can kind of see where we're at and, and uh, you know, what we need to do and get better at when we get into the meat of our conference schedule. Yeah, I was going to ask you that really tough battle coming up on uh, September 16th. You go to Oklahoma. What were your thoughts a few weeks ago when you hear, hear that uh, Bob Stoops is uh, stepping away from coaching? Well, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Coach Stoops. I you know know uh, one of his brothers pretty well, but I, they, you know, that Stoops family is. I think they do it right, and they they really do a good job of coaching hard, but also treating the kids uh, fairly. And and uh, you know, he's uh, he, he never really heard much, you know, very many things negative about Coach Stoops over his long career. And, you know, I think that speaks volumes about him. And and uh, you know, I, I think if you uh, you're getting ready to get into the season. You don't have that fire and passion. You probably should get out of it. And, uh, you know, I, I feel the same way now. I just got done talking to my staff here last week. We had a lot of our, our coaching staff meetings where I, I kind of go over the same thing every year as far as our schedule and calendar for the year and some things that I think are important about coaching. And, you know, I got the same fire that I, I had when I started coaching in 1982. So, if you don't have that, you probably need to move on. And, and uh, for him, that, that probably was a great decision. But he's had an unbelievable career. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how different they are with uh, Lincoln Riley uh, taking over as the head coach. You, you mentioned some of the, the home games for you. A good home slate this year with Grambling coming in week one, you mentioned. But Army, Tulsa, uh, South Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston all coming to your stadium. Um it, who who are the teams to beat this year in the American Athletic Conference? I mean, uh, obviously you guys just had the media days uh, a week ago, but you know, is, who do you think are going to be really the, the toughest teams in this division this year? Well, South Florida has, has been you know picked by a lot of people to be a team that's uh, you know got a chance to to win the conference. They, matter of fact, a few people have uh, picked them to be able to go undefeated this year. This is a probably a top ten, top fifteen team in the country got an unbelievable quarterback i don't know if you get a chance get online check him out a little bit quinn flowers i mean he's 
throws the ball really well with tremendous movement and, you know, escapability and make you miss. And, and uh, he's one of the dynamic quarterbacks in the nation without question. Uh, U of H has got a lot of kids coming back. They lost their quarterback, who is a great, great player, but they have uh, reloaded with a guy that started at Texas A&M and transferred and had to sit out last year. So American's going to be, a, a, you know, a tough conference once again from top to bottom. Just a lot of a lot of parity, a lot of great coaching, a lot of great players. Yeah, and, and you mentioned great coaching. I mean, you lose – Tom Herman, but Major Applewhite comes in. He's a guy who's been well-respected in a lot of uh, circles around the college football world for a long time. You get Charlie Strong, as you mentioned, going into South Florida. I mean, uh, American just seems to get a little bit stronger with some of the names uh, coming in 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 the coaching ranks. Uh, Talking with Willie Fritz, head coach at Tulane. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your your stadium, Yulman Stadium. I know you didn't coach the team in the Superdome, but from everyone around the program, what have they said about the benefits of of actually having your own stadium as opposed to playing in that cavernous NFL stadium for years? Well, you know, at some point in time, we're going to get where this stadium's too small for us. We've got to win a bunch <laughs> of ball games in order to do that. But right now, it's perfect for us. Seats thirty thousand. You know, students are able to walk over here. Uh, we practice over here quite a bit. Um, to be honest with you, if uh, Tulane would have still been playing in the Superdome, I wouldn't have been interested in the job. I've, I've looked at a lot of programs who play in NFL stadiums, and it's tough, uh, you know, for them to have the success and the fan following that you want to have. So this is a game changer for, for our football program, I think for our athletic program, having this, you know, beautiful stadium uh, right here nestled in the in the middle of campus between Claiborne and St. Charles. And, and uh, so it's a, it's a neat, neat uh, stadium. I, I was very impressed with it the first time I saw it, and it's great on game day as well. You mentioned uh, your defense was your strength last year. Uh, uh, what can we expect this year? Is the defense still going to be stout? And uh, what what steps have you taken with the offense to, to get better this year? Well, we've got a couple of great guys we've got to replace in Tanzel Park and Nico Marley. Uh, you know, hopefully those guys are going to be playing in the NFL this season, but we've got a lot of guys coming back defensively. 14 guys have started at least one game at some point in time in their career at Tulane. Uh, so we, we feel like that can be a strength for us again. Offensively, we've got to get better without question. We, uh, we didn't throw the ball very well last year. We ran the ball adequately. Uh, we've got to get better uh, doing both those things this upcoming season. A lot of that Everybody points towards the quarterback, but we got to get better in, in, in all areas uh, offensively with the offensive line, receivers, the running backs, the tight ends. Uh, Jonathan Banks, transfer quarterback, was at Kansas State at one time, played junior college football last year, and, and really did, had a great, great season. We were lucky enough to have him here in the spring. He's been here all summer. Uh, I just think we're we've done a nice job of developing our guys in the weight room, in the meeting room, out on the practice field, and then we signed a really good class. So uh, I think we got a chance to be much, much better offensively. I know your background was uh, you, you were a defensive coach for, for a couple years there and before you were a head coach. And um, But but those teams at Sam Houston State that we remember having all the success there, I mean, the offense was a big part of that. You, you guys were scoring, what, in the 40s, it felt like, every week. Yeah, we were uh, – we were in the top three offensively and defensively while we were there. And, 
you know, we, we kind of took what, uh, you know, our, our personnel allowed us to do. Uh, I think my, our last year there, we, we had 36 touchdown passes, 35 touchdown passes, something like that. Uh, we're always in the top five in the country running the football. And, you know, if you can run the ball effectively, you know, we're a spread option attack. That's what we base off of. Our quarterbacks got to be able to run the football for us. But when you do that, most of the times teams are going to defend you by packing the box, trying to get more people in there than you can block. And uh, then it, you know, opens everything up with, with play action. You get a lot of man coverage on the perimeter. If you got some receivers who can win and you can, you know, maintain and, and be firm with that protection for just an extra, extra count, you know, you got a chance to have real big, big pass plays. And, and uh, that's when you know the offense is really going. He is head coach Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave. Coach, five weeks from this Saturday, your team will uh, get the season started at home against Grambling State coming into your stadium. Uh, best of luck to you this season. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you as the, as the year gets going. Hey, thank you very much for having us on. Roll Wave. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That's Coach Willie Fritz of your Tulane Green Wave. Crazy to think five weeks from this Saturday, Michael, the college football season gets underway. It's just crazy in general to think the football's back. I mean, it's just about to be back. Now, you know, I don't know. I guess as I'm getting older, my, my like or my my how I feel about the preseason and training camp is yeah. I, I get less excited about it because I realize, okay, it's practice. And the only thing it that sucks. these guys are truly worried about is, I mean, look, they're truly worried. They're worried about getting ready for the season. But more than anything is walking away from those healthy. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, it's just that's, that is what it is. The, 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 the fun thing that's happened here the past couple of years is now the college football season starts the week of that preseason week four. So nobody pays any attention to the preseason week four. It's it's all the scrubs. It's a lot of the guys who aren't going to be part of the team. Some of the guys will be on the practice squad, whatever it is. But, you know, that first weekend of September, you really get the focus on college football now. Because let's face it, college football's done a tremendous job of loading up on that first weekend and making some really, really big games um, you know, a lot of neutral field games. I mean, LSU, they're going to Houston to play BYU at a NRG stadium. So it's just fun to have that um, in terms of, you know, a big weekend of college football on a weekend where the NFL kind of stinks. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's, right. it's nice to have. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show rules on here on Sports 1280. Yeah, I appreciate Coach Fritz for coming on with us this morning. We're working on uh, getting possibly Coach O on. It's just it's it's that time where things start to get a little bit busier for those guys, and so it's a little it's a little bit harder for them to find time. Red Bull. <laughs> he is drinking a lot of Red Bull. Uh, want to mention this since we just had Coach Fritz on. I saw Tulane, they just sent out a, a press release saying that their ticket mini plans are available. They have a deal called Third and Goal. Uh, for $75, the mini plan includes the Grambling State game plus two additional home games, excluding homecoming. Those two additional games can be against Army, Tulsa, South Florida, Houston. It's not bad. The 75 bucks gets you into three different games this season. I go to the Houston game. And it's not bad. Uh, you know, the, the stadium that's... It's not really a bad seat in there. I tell you what, we, we're, we're trying to get the uh, the baby cakes to let us throw out the first pitch, right? Right. Maybe Tulane will let you and I come out and try and kick field goals at halftime. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. You can do it if you want. I can get it through the uprights. So I can kick a 25-yard field goal. 
I was never a kicker, but I we used to go and do it like just to mess around, try and kick field goals. I could boot the ball twenty five yards. That's about it. How many? How many did you make? Oh, we used to make them all the time. It's not that hard. You just hit the ball down on the bottom and just kick it as hard as you can, and it goes up in the air and it goes through. Well, you make you make it sound a lot easier than. You want to go after the show? I'll I'll prove it to you. <laughs> no, I'm good. We can take video. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from uh, Archbishop Rummel, uh, Raider Pride, he uh, he was supposed to do make his big announcement of where he was going to go to school next year on uh, the NFL Network. You know, he had he had originally committed to Kansas earlier this year. I don't know if you saw that. It was a bunch of like local kids from New Orleans all committed to Kansas, and it was really weird. Everybody's like, "What's going on there? Why why is Kansas suddenly getting all these big time recruits?" Well. Uh, a lot of them wised up and a lot of them decommitted. But Jamar Chase ends up, he de- decommitted from Kansas, and he was set to make his announcement at Nike's The Opening uh, on NFL Network. And he was set to choose basically between TCU and LSU. But the NFL Network had some other kid make a commitment announcement, and so they never got a chance to get Jamar Chase to make his announcement. So he kind of he pushed it back, and he said, okay, well, I'm going to make my announcement at a later date. Over the weekend, Jamar tweets out, a picture of him in Florida Gator gear and says, I've made my decision. So out of nowhere, Florida has landed this huge commitment from uh, Rumble 2018 receiver Jamar Chase. Tweeted out uh, Sunday afternoon that he is going to Florida. He was an, uh, Chase was an all-metro receiver. He's one of the top overall prospects in the state of Louisiana. He was Rumble's leading receiver last year despite drawing double coverage from a lot of defenders. So Jamar Chase going to Florida. How does this make you feel, Gordy? It's early. I mean, you know, he could still. He's already decommitted once. He's already changed his mind a couple he times. He sounds so. like a waffler to me. Well, I'm not going to hate on the kid because he went to my my high school, but uh, seems to me you'd do better picking the in-state school. I feel like that's typically the case, but you know what? Florida's uh, in the East, and he's got a chance to uh, do because some things whatever there. you want to say about LSU's quarterback struggles, Florida's had. Had it even worse in recent years. What are you years. talking about? They have that great guy. What's his name? Well, they got Malik Zaire coming in from uh, Notre who Dame. Who was the guy the last couple seasons? I can never remember his name because he, he was so brutal they had to the watch. Ki- well, they had the kid. Uh, the the one guy who did look good for him, Will Greer, is now at West Virginia. Yeah, he he's now going to be Dana Holgerson's quarterback. Who was before that? It was Tim Tebow. No, there was a white guy right before. They've had a lot of white guys. Yeah, I know they've had a lot of white guys. But there was just this. There was a white guy not too long ago that was insanely brutal to watch. They've got the kid right now, Felipe Franks, who was originally he was committed to LSU for the longest, and then flipped and, and went to Florida. And everything I've heard about him is he's just been terrible. He's been god awful. So, uh, what was it, in the spring game? He had a whole bunch of interceptions, and so I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But if you're a receiver right now, picking between LSU and Florida. I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to see how Matt Canada's offense looks like, but I think I'd be leaning LSU, uh, especially with what Canada's done with those offenses at Pitt and NC State. And he gets the receivers involved on, you know, on end arounds. He gets them involved in a lot of different stuff. They'll get, yeah, that's, that's to me, yeah, I'm with you. That's a better offense to choose. Well, Jim McElwain's winning games 20 to 17. And then, he, uh, and then on 17 the weekends. 17 to 14. And then on the weekends, he's catching sharks and laying on them butt naked. <laughs> well, he is doing that as well. That was a lot of fun getting to hear how mad he got at the uh, SEC media days about that. Yeah. Dude, just have Let fun it go. with it. Let ha- it. Have some fun. Who cares if somebody thinks you're naked on a shark? Just own it. 
Uh, Own the fun. Just one last thing on Chase. Six foot two, 195 pound prospect. He has had offers from Louisville, Ole Miss, Florida State, and Tennessee, among others. So again, you know, the, the, the news was a few weeks ago, Chase was set to decide between LSU and TCU. Like those were his final two, LSU or TCU. And look, he, had he picked TCU over LSU, I'm fine with that. Okay, look, you you like uh, the system they run, you like their offense, whatever. But to pick Florida over LSU is just weird. I mean, is it? There's booster money. Well, it could be that, too. All the the uh, the unspoken of behind the scenes in college football. There's a lot of it. By the Just way, saying that. I'm not going to put it on anybody, but it's a real thing. I mentioned this last week, and I didn't. I don't think we got to mention it, but four Louisiana high school football teams made the preseason national top 100, according to High School Football America. They've got uh, John Curtis here locally, number 12. You've got Evangel, number 60, up there in uh, Shreveport. Another local school, Landry Walker, comes in at 78. And then Parkway, another Northwest school at 92. So at least of local interest, John Curtis, number 12, and Landry Walker, number 78 in the country. So pretty good to get some, some local schools, some shine. John Curtis and Evangel are just always there. I mean, just every single year. You can always bank on Curtis being really good and Evangel being really good. But in terms of talent, in terms of uh, players going on to you know, compete at, at big schools, they haven't had as many as, you, as you'd think. You know, like a, a lot of success of, of guys going on to the next level, going to college, and then on to the pros. Why are you hating? I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just bringing it up. You're just hating. Hate, they, hate, hate, they, hate. They hate, look at hate, a school hate. like Newman with that had the Mannings, had Odell Beckham, you know. Oh, Odell Beckham. Oh, please. Don't act like he's not one of the best receivers in the NFL. You don't claim him. Sure I do. No, you don't. You're the only him. Well, I don't like him hugging the net and being all weird on the sidelines, but He's still he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. But it feels like you you you're just claiming him when the time is right. Although I would shy away from him in fantasy in fantasy football this year. Why is that? Because they they signed Brandon Marshall, who thirty five year old Brandon Marshall's gonna hey, affect. He's his... still in in his last couple of years with the Jets was still catching touchdowns and still being no, I know. effective. I they had him on my fantasy. And team, then they but... draft Evan Ingram, the old the old Miss tight Marshall's end. Thirty three. He could be okay for one more year. I will give you I'm that. I'm just saying it's tar- – t- and then they had he the rookie. He was a 788-yard receiver last year in 15 games, but he was on a bad Jets They team. had the rookie Sterling Shepard come on strong last year, had a really nice year. You drafted Evan Ingram, who a lot of people said could line up in the slot and be almost a, a another receiver. And you've got Brandon Marshall coming. I mean, it's just – I'm just saying I think I wouldn't Beckham's red zone, red zone targets are going to go down. He's been at least 10 touchdowns every year. He's been at least 13. He's been 1,300 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,300 yards. I'd still take him. If you're in a league – He's been in the offense with Ben McAdoo and Eli Manning for three years, and it's been a really good offense, and it's been really effective, actually. If you're in a league where interceptions don't hurt you as bad, I might actually pick up Eli. He's. I think he he's doesn't. Have, he doesn't even throw the interceptions anymore like he used to. Yeah. Seriously, go look at his last, last three. Year. There's a reason why they went ahead and moved on to Ben McAdoo because they wanted to keep him for the offense. They didn't want to lose him, so they you know pushed the Coughlin thing earlier. He's been his last three years: 14, 14, 16. That's like his best three seasons interception wise. Pretty much, or, you know, that's it's the lower end of his interceptions in his career, and his touchdowns have been right around. He went 30, 35, and 26. 
He'll get the ball to Beckham plenty. It's a, he's a he's a good pickup. I know we're breaking down uh, too much New York Giants football, but it here, involves but... <laughs> it involves Odell Beckham. Right? No, I just think their 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 running backs are, are pretty interesting. You got Paul Perkins back, the UCLA kid who had a nice uh, nice year last year. You've got Shane Vereen, your your third down back that you can dump it off to. They've got the uh, Tulane kid, uh, Darkwa is still there, and I don't know. I just li- I like that receiving core between Marshall Beckham, Sterling Shepard. They got Tavares King still hanging around. And then you bring in Evan Ingram. They're going to put up a lot of points this year. It'll be okay. They're going to they should compete in that division. Maybe not win it, but they'll compete. They need to they need to protect Eli. Yeah. Keep him keep him upright. Maybe the Saints will meet him in the playoffs and just be slap him. Well, that that game last year was just to- so frustrating. What was the final um last year? It was stupid. It, it was, was it, everybody was projecting this is going to be a shootout. And then it turned into this defensive battle where you're like, the hell? Where did this come from? I'm going to find it. Both, it was... both defenses forcing three and outs, forcing punts, forcing field goal attempts. It was just like, what is this? I think the over-under was something like 60 on that game, and it ended up being uh, whatever it was. It was low scoring. It was like a 17-14 game or something. All right, hour number one is in the books. We've got... Uh, 16-13. That's what it was, 16-13. Terrible. All right, a whole lot of stuff we got to get into next hour, including Saints reporting to camp. What are some things to look for this week? Uh, what are some question marks for the Saints? Got a whole lot of them as they head into training camp this week. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Chris Gordy, producer Michael, right here on Sports 1280. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.